You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Uh, the controversial uh, grand final is happening in Sydney next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend. But the most exciting thing about the grand final is the two sides that have made it all the way there. One of them is the uh, the Premiers, namely Melbourne City. But the other side is one of the youngest, most exciting teams to play football in this country in years. And their chair, the man who at the beginning of the season reached out to us at FNR and said, listen, we've got a job to do and I'm happy to talk about it. Well, he's back and he, he should be wearing the biggest smile you've ever seen. Richard Peel, welcome to FNR. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the invite. No, it's always a pleasure. You were tremendous when we reached out to you at the beginning of the year and you told us very early on the sorts of standards, the sorts of things that you were contemplating uh, installing and, and, and making sure uh, that uh, the boys uh, throughout the club adopted. And can I just say, to a man, um, they've carried it out and, and then some. Uh, Nick Montgomery, of course, his entire coaching staff, uh, Andy Banal has come on board, and every player, um, and, and even those boys that managed to play for Australia, uh, for the Central Coast Mariners, uh, they've been incredible. How are you keeping a lid on it <laughs> until the, the grand final? Oh, look, definitely <laughs> keeping the lid on it because we've got a very tough game ahead of us. You know, let's, you know, we're very, uh, um, you know, appreciative of the style of football that Melbourne City play, and they're the premiers for a reason. Um, but in saying that, we we're going there with, with no fear, um, and uh, the team will be. Uh, prepared to the nth degree like uh, they have been all season. And um, I think it'll be a great game. I mean, the game that we drew one all at the stadium with Melbourne City uh, probably four weeks ago, I think is one of the best games uh, in recent memory in Australian football. It was just an absolute end-to-end cracker and could have been four all, five all, if it wasn't for both goalkeepers (laughs) who who were absolutely outstanding. So... Keeping a lid on it, absolutely, because, you know, we are definitely still – we've still got a lot of work to do as a club. Um, and um, But it's it's very exciting times. And I think the thing is, guys, is that really where – I always believed that we would uh, reach great heights as a club. Yep. We're probably just a, few, a couple of years ahead of schedule. Yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say – the blue and yellow, the, the blue and yellow army that you pr- pr- proposed to us would get up and start and start uh, following the boys uh, has got up all right, and it's been yeah. tremendous. Can you tell us, Richard? It, it means an awful lot. Uh, I've been uh, an administrator at club level, and uh, and not in the in the elite uh, league, of course, in the A League. Uh, but I understand what huge crowds mean. I understand what every dollar through the gate means for, uh, you know, the, the club, the, the, the volunteers, the catering groups and others who all buy in at the beginning of the season. What did that crowd of 20,000 mean to the Central Coast Mariners? Well, what it meant to us was uh, the, the support that those guys, uh, you know, having, having a full stadium, setting a, setting a record for the stadium and, and for our club, 
it meant a lot to the players and the, and it sort of was is validation of the style of football that Monty and Serge have the boys playing. Um, you know, I guess the sort of unfortunate thing is that financially it wasn't rewarding for us personally. Because That's true. It's, it's the it's it's the APL's yeah. gate as it was yeah. in, at Amy Absolutely. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way it is. I'm not complaining about yeah, that. Yeah. That's the way it is. But it, I, I can tell you that it would have been very nice if if we'd have set the twenty thousand on, on our uh, last home game or yeah. or one that we actually you know benefited a little no, bit no, more I understand. from. But it now gives us a platform. It gives us a platform for next year. You know, this year we. We set a platform of uh, averaging eight thousand um, people to our uh, every home game, and and, and we've we, we believe that we can do ten thousand next year. So, wow. you know, we it's given us um, a platform to um to to build on for next year. Um, but it was exciting, I can tell you. You know, <laughs> if you'd have told me twelve months ago when I took the club over that we'd fill, we'd set a stadium record uh, within twelve months, I'd have, I'd have asked you what you were taking. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, the Kurd does that I all the time. Think, she I does didn't it. think it was possible, George. Uh, I didn't no. think that was uh, possible to do that so quickly. But um, yeah, what a great, what a great advertisement for uh, the A League in general, though. To um, for the smallest club youngest clubs you know smallest budget uh, to uh to you know get 20,000 people through the gate i think it's fantastic richard i i wanted to ask in regards obviously that is an, a tremendous achievement for the club and and a great s- sign for the for the league heading forward how do you as a club capitalize on it? what kind of things you put in in place to to get more people to to come to not just the finals games but be engaged throughout the whole season yeah yeah, I mean, look, it's a great question. It's a hard one for me to answer on a radio interview, but there is, as there was a strategy for this year, um, you know, th- there's a very robust strategy. In fact, as soon as I hang up, I'm I'm heading to a dinner with two of the uh, uh, my primary um, sponsors. I guess you call them ad- advisors. I guess you okay. call them. Uh, okay. And we're sitting down and and just making sure that we've double crossed every T and and. and Triple dotted every eye for the uh, for the, uh, the grand final, happy? and exactly what you just said. Yeah, we want to sp- make sure we capitalise on this. But yeah, the sponsors were happy, George. Are they buoyant? Are they are they keeping a lid on it, or are they just over the moon? Oh look, I think we're all keeping a lid on it because it's, <laughs> it is a bit like a fairy tale, to be yeah. honest. You know, I um look, I'll tell you the my wife asked me. About four months ago, yeah, about four months ago, there was a an overseas trip that she wanted to do with uh, her best friend, her right. bridesmaid from our wedding, and um, <laughs> she gave me the date, which is uh, which is the weekend of the grand final, and, and I and she said, "Is there going to be anything that we're uh, on?" And I I said, "Look, I think you're pretty safe to." Um, <laughs> to uh, so so my wife is. So she's not here. She's not going to be here. She's not going to be here, and, oh, and boy, have I copped it for for uh, from everybody on that one. But to, let's let's be honest. I mean, Mike, I believed we would get into the top four. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I was confident of that. With the age of our team, um, I, it was towards the back end of the season. You know, we like the last five games. I actually started really believing we could not only get to the grand final, but give it a real shake. Um, but I did not. I did not think that uh, that you know, 
four months ago that we'd be making the grand final, I'll be honest. Uh, Richard so. Peel is our special guest on Football Nation Radio's State of Our Football Nation. And we're talking about um, his, his club's fantastic uh, contribution to the A-League season, and that is a magnificent competitive season that's seen them end up in the grand final. Uh, Richard, if you reflect on it, you've got this old guy in goals, guy called Danny Vukovic, who who has been a soccerer who on his day can be just about unbeatable. I thought he was tremendous in what he had to do last week uh, in that in that in both those two legs. But last week at home, especially he, the little things that he had to do, he did meticulously. How is he? Uh, How is he coping? And uh, is he reminding all the young kids that hey, there's a little bit of work still to do? Well, look, I think Vuka has been absolutely tremendous since yeah. he came back from the World Cup. I think he there was a little bit of pressure on him and you know, social media around yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, prior to the World Cup. You know, obviously I'm biased, but very unfair in my eyes. But post the World Cup, he's been absolutely outstanding and candidly we would not be in the grand final without Danny Vukovic between our sticks that's a fact what I will say is that I've just played uh, him and Sammy Silvera in golf and um, I absolutely <laughs> kicked their backside so, so it's no... lucky that uh, Sammy can score goals and Vuka can stop them because uh, mate I smashed them on the golf course no so. second career for them in uh, in golf in their future gee uh, to be fair, actually, Sammy's a decent striker of a of a golf ball, but uh, um, yeah, does he, does he play? Today, so. Does he? You can you can be honest with us. Does he play army golf? In other words, left, right, left, right, mm. left. Who, Sammy? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Sammy's got a. Sammy is a uh, is a uh, an all round athlete. George, he's uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys. If he picked up an ice hockey stick, I reckon he'd be decent at it. Oh so. yeah, he's he's wide and, enough. And he's... back to Vuka. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean back to Vuka is you know I, we have an amazing goalkeeper coach who we imported at the start of the year, um, Miguel Miranda, who. You know, modified Vuka's training loads. Vuka came to the club still wanting to train like a twenty-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And, um, As he, it's his, It's in his makeup. He's his DNA. Yeah, it, is. it is, and it took a bit to get him to understand that we, you know, he, we, he didn't need to to train that way. And since he has, you know, dropped back and and taken days off when his body needs it. Like I said, uh, you know, he's got a smile on his face. Um and uh, yeah, what a great season he's had! I'm I'm so happy for him. He's um really bounced back from you know, post the World Cup. Yeah, so so something yeah. something Richard uh, George and I both like is we both enjoy Ted Lasso as a show. And something I've been yep. seeing on social media a lot recently is when people are at um in Gosford is that that sign that believe sign there <laughs> from Ted Lasso. Whose idea was that? And and does that really embody how this season has has been for you guys? It embodies probably, like I said, towards the back end of the season as we've just got better and better. Remember, we made some some critical changes to our squad in the January window. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. uh, a few players went out and we brought in uh, Christian Theo Harris, who has been absolutely outstanding for yeah, us coming great, off the great bench. Great pickup, great pickup, yep. Yeah, amazing pickup. And uh, Jimmy McGarry from uh, Newcastle, who was sitting on the bench up there and, and 
you know, he has just lit, lit up. Yeah, he hasn't put a foot wrong. For his, you know, has not put oh, a foot he's wrong. Been outstanding. Been outstanding. And and um, Dylan Wenzel Halls, who hasn't had same, the same luck, he got injured on his first training session. Wow. But it, once those players sort of found their role in the team, and and um, we got all our players back from international duties, illness, and and injury. Uh, look, we we actually just all started believing. Now I'm going to be. I mean, I'm embarrassed to tell you that I've only found out post us choosing that slogan that it, everyone's telling me that we've ripped off uh, Ted Lasso. But <laughs> it actually what isn't the case. So I'm a little bit embarrassed. I've only watched one episode of Ted Lasso. Oh, come no, on, now, come on! Before the grand final, you've got to stream the entire series, and, and it'll give you even more hope. I, I can tell you why I can't watch it, guys. Yeah, go because on, all right, I, all right. I have a big tattoo on my forearm uh, uh, of the Leeds United crest. I'm, oh. I was born in Leeds, the same as Monty. So, and so, um, what you're saying you to know, me is that on the weekend when they play Spurs, my boys, you're going to be hoping that they can do the the Ted Lasso and win and survive in the EPL. Well, we did it last season, but to be honest with you, I don't think they deserve to stay up this season. They, the, the style wow. of football they're playing is horrendous. I think it's, I agree it's with embarrassing. you, Richard. Oh, wow, Rich. I think our NPL side would have beaten them again the, the way they played last Ouch. weekend against West Ham. Come on, that, that was, was uncalled for. Terrible. But is he wrong, nope. George? Is he wrong? No, he's probably right. But, geez, chair, you've just got to you've just got to push them occasionally and, and yeah, keep your fingers yeah, crossed. But, so back to the Ted Lasso, yeah. obviously we had an American coach and I just could not watch, could what, not watch Ted Lasso after watching <laughs> what he was doing to, oh, to our clubs. So, oh, look. Not a fan, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, let's get back to uh, the, the grand final. There, there was an awful lot of controversy, uh, you know, with some of the messaging, uh, with many of the messaging from APL this year. And, and I don't want to get anyone into trouble, but... Can do you think they'll they'll reflect on on what they did with their messaging? Um, I understand Destination New South Wales uh, jumped at the opportunity to host a grand final. That's what that's what uh, you know uh, major events teams across Australia have done for the better part of the last twenty odd years and continue to do. They look at great opportunities to bring money into the state. And New South Wales, after the elections, of course, looking to to garner uh, you know positive opportunities, and one of them was to to have the the A League Grand Final in Sydney at one of the new stadiums. What did you make of that? Could it have been handled a little bit better? I think we all think it could have been handled a bit better. Even the people that were involved in handling it, um, yep. you know, I, I see there's a lot that when you sit down with the people that made those decisions, you can see the rationale behind yep. it. Yep. I think we would all admit that the the way it was announced, you know, could have been a lot better. And I also see and, and sh- understand the frustration from fans. So oh, I yeah. actually can see it from all, all sides. sides. Yeah. I I hope that post this, that we, we can find a, uh, a, a solution that, that can keep everybody happy. Um, so I do think we need to look at it. Um, I, I d- certainly am not going to be critical of the fans for their objection. I'm not going to be cr- super critical of the APL yep. 
for the decision, I am going to say that they should have absolutely uh, consulted and 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 announced it in a different manner than what they did. But yeah, well said, well said. You know, it's Australian football needs to galvanise itself, George. You know, I've I've spoken to a lot of rugby league greats. Yep. You know, that that laugh at the way we administer our game, and then candidly, some of the I won't mention their names, but some of the top executives in the rugby league world, their biggest fear is that Australian football will actually get their game together one well, day. Well, the AFL thinks the same thing too. They, they're fearful yeah. of, of the world game getting its act together. Look, I, I've, said, I've said this to a couple of people only recently. The APL um, have, have uh, it's fledgling. It's, a, it's, a, it's been basically a one year out of, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, caesarean operation they had with Football Australia. They were finally separated after uh, many years of talk. Uh, it, it, it's a big thing to actually have to stand up on your own two feet and find the 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 resources that you need to run a an elite sport in in any marketplace. And the APL have had uh, a number of things that have cropped up. And one of them, the the primary one that you touched on was was messaging. They and 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 consultation. I think they've learnt. I think I hope they've learnt because if they haven't, then we really do have a problem. But what fascinates me now is this this unique opportunity for the Central Coast Mariners' yellow and blue army to get coach after coach after coach, train after train after train, uh, down to its Combank for the grand final next week. Uh, have you made plans? <laughs> oh. Absolutely, mate. We were uh, look. I, I'm not allowed to actually give the figures out, but I can tell you that uh, that that our um, will it be a convoy, is... and do we have to worry about yeah. Megan and 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 Harry? You, there will be a convoy, <laughs> and uh, we're coming, Sydney. We're uh, we're bringing the coast down to you for a day, and uh, you know it's it's going to be an event. It will look candidly. It'll be. Oh, I'd bring down a, a couple of us. mini palm trees if I if I were you. If I was going to stick it to the media, I'd bring a couple of little mini palm trees. You know, little pot plants, well, and say, "Look, well, it's the Gold Coast coming to Sydney." I'm trying to get the cannon and the sauce bottles down there, mate. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, look. I'm so excited by how the our crowd has responded to the early ticket sales. That's what I can tell you. It's blown me away and I would say this that uh, uh, those who want to be going to the grand final from the central coast that haven't got their tickets already you need to get in and get them because they are moving very very quickly so well that's exciting uh, that look, is exciting yeah it'd be a great day it's going to be a great day um, I'm just so proud of the the players I you know what have I done to to get to get this team to a grand final, I can tell you what I've done, and that is make the decision to give Nick Montgomery the power to make the decisions on who he has around him, um, support him uh, in his uh, transfer market activities. Um, you know, I'd like to say I've done a lot more, but the reality is my my my, my main and possibly only contribution is, is supporting a guy who I've got the utmost respect for as, uh, in my eyes, the, the best football brain in this country. Um, and um, let him let him go to work and do his stuff. Uh, I can um, just I can say as a chair, what you've done is and Pakur, this is the best part about being a chairman or a chairperson, and that is yep. you you delegate. You bring smart people in, and you get them 
and you invite them and you offer them the opportunity to, to do their job. And this is what, Richard, this is what you've done. You've given your main man, Nick Montgomery, uh, the energy, the belief and and the conviction that, yes, you believe in what he's doing and uh, if, if, if all things are equal, you'll get the results. Uh, and that's, that's, that's the most wonderful and exciting thing any business man or woman can offer any, uh, uh, you know, uh, management team under the, uh, underneath them. I think it's, I think it's look, the, the results, Pakua has been a tough critic uh, of, of a lot of teams this year, but she jumped on board the first time we spoke to Nick and you remember the interview, it would have been very early on, early on in the season. And Pakua and I, uh, not only throughout that interview, got a sense that you had something special brewing, but we looked at one another afterwards and went, how good was that? He gets and, it. Yeah, yeah, and he, he gets, gets it. it. He gets it. And he wants everyone else to get it. The only thing I want to do is I – and I don't – I'm not going to do it before the grand final, but after the grand final, I, I'd like to, to, to get Nick in a room for about half an hour and say to him, just take a breath. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to say yeah. everything all in one sentence. Just take a breath. You – we know that you love the game. We know that you know the game. Just do it justice. Have fun. Have fun. Right? Yeah. And he he looked like he picked up a bit of that. Did you pull him to one side and have a have a gentle just enjoy yourself, Nick? Just enjoy yourself. Uh look, I can tell you one thing, George. I've been in business for thirty eight years and I've learned as much off uh Nick Montgomery about you know, business than I have off any other individual. How good's um, that? Yeah. And I'm sure, and I'm sure that he's uh, he's picked some things up off off uh, myself. Um, because the the one thing that I remind him all the time, and listen, Nick and I are good mates. <laughs> you know, I think you know, been both been from Leeds, like I've said before. You know, oh. very similar backgrounds growing up. It's a it's it's a bit you know. It, there is a. Uh, it's a hard school, a mutual... isn't it? It's a hard school. It is a hard school, mate. It certainly is. To, to graduate, you've got but... to you've got to have something special, a bit of ticker. Yep, yep. But I, you know, a, a couple of stages have definitely, you know, tried to help him enjoy and under yeah enjoy. I, I guess the ride a little bit more. But he's a self reflective person too. You know, yeah, Nick, he, yeah. he he's um. You know, he didn't need really need me advise him that because I think he realised himself at some stages that he, you know, he did need to uh, just relax a little bit more. But he's a uh, high, you know. I'd love for you guys to come and watch a training session mate, one mate, day. We, and we, see. We, oh, the tyranny of distance. I've got to tell you, we'd love to do it. We and we 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 will do it. We will make a point of doing it. But what's really exciting is. There is a guy that you've got in that group, and they call him all number of things. His nickname is uh, one that's been embraced by a, an awful lot of people <laughs> in the marketplace. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say your striker, uh, who is um, a character and a half, uh, Mr. Hibernian, who's come down under, um, yep. he's been a revelation. Is, oh, he, is, he, is he the, the joker in the pack? that keeps everybody <laughs> loose. 
I, Soccer look, George. I've been around sporting teams a lot. You know, I conditioned a lot in, in the yep. NBL yep. Uh, scene. And I, I've been around you know, playing in the NSL a little bit myself and that. And, and I can tell you, every team says this, but I can tell you this team <laughs> is very, very close. They are a very close group of guys. There's a few jokers in there. The King Joker is definitely Jason. Jason, um, Jason. But there are a number of really cool cool characters. And, and the thing that – number one thing when, when Monty and Serge and Simo do their scouting yep. and they have their, uh, their interviews with players that either we want to look at bringing in or want to come to us, the first thing they'll do – is see if the the guy the person has good character. Uh, if people don't have good character, they don't belong at the at the central coast. And we've turned down a couple of decent, you know, relatively decent uh, footballers. You know, yeah, decent footballers that just we didn't think would add to the to, to the, the spirit of the team and how we how we want to be. So it's an important club that uh, you know we pride ourselves. Look, I'll tell you one thing, I, and I've, I posted this on. Instagram guys, and it, it just hit a home, hit home to me that <laughs> after we beat Adelaide four one on the last game to qualify for Asia, yeah, you know it, it would have been a lot of young players could have got carried away and started the celebration early, and, and you know got changed after the game, jumped yep. on the bus and went. I can categorically tell you guys that that dressing room was cleaner when our players left that dressing room than when they went in it, and they do that everywhere they go. Uh, you know, very much the New Zealand All Blacks sort of mentality. Where, respect, respect. Where they, um, and the, the respect, Japanese do respect, it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, respect for themselves, for the opposition, for the the cleaners that have to turn up at the ground. There is not one piece of mud left on the floor. The reason I'm saying that, I think that shows the character that this this team have and it shows the culture that Nick and Serge and have Simo instilled. have instilled and Booker have instilled into this young group of players. Wow. Um to see Max Ballard and Nectar Triantis and all these young boys, you know, in there with the mop and, and searching for a brush to get all the mud <laughs> up, you know, it's it's a pretty cool sight to watch that watch that happening. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, so great group of players, Richard. Guys, you, great group of players. You speak about the how great these players are, and I and I was instantly reminded of that APL story I saw of of Dan Hall and and young Hendry of, and that relationship and bond and. I want to ask about the connection with the community because mm. obviously that connection with the community is allowed to get that 20,000 fans at Gosford and, and it's going to continue obviously to bring in more fans. But obviously that hit the story with Hendry, the young boy, you know, that's only one mm. part of it. But how have you guys as a club done that and, and created such a great bond with community? I've had chairman of multiple clubs uh, pull me aside after games or rung me during the week after games and said to me, Rich, how do you get the players to stay out on the field for 45 minutes an hour after the game? And I just actually laugh because I don't get them to stay out. Most of those guys, some of them don't. Some of them just do a quick yep. lap. But a lot of those guys <clears throat> love walking around and having discussions with everybody that wants to talk to them after the game. Um you know that's the type of people that we bring to the club, and it's it's the it's the culture of the club. Like I said, that Nick and Serge make sure is uh, is evident every every time um, at, at every opportunity. Obviously, COVID stopped a lot of the public engagements that we were able to do, um, but we made sure you know once we were allowed back out in the community that uh, we we um, 
we we made sure that we were out every week. You know, play players out to schools, out to um, charities, and, and doing a lot of public work. Guess who's just jumped in the car with me, guys? Go on. You want to say hello to Nick Montgomery? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nico. Hey, boys. Congratulations. Fantastic effort. And uh, all the very best for the grand final. Uh, Richard was just telling us uh, that um, the the connection you guys have managed to instill uh, at the ground and with your fans has made him feel very proud as a chairman. Um, it must make you feel enormously proud to be their coach. Yeah, it's, we're, all, we're all really proud and really proud of, of what we've achieved this season. But I think, like you said then, most importantly, that we've really connected with the fans and the community and, and brought, brought everybody together. So, it's um, no, it's been, it's, been, it's been awesome. And again, you know, Rich coming in as a chairman and, and you know, his first year getting to a grand final. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic for, for him. And we just played golf as well and he's not a bad golfer. So I was just going to yeah, say, been, uh, I was just going to say, is it, you don't want the, the, the chair to, to dump on all your players and, and tell us how poor their stroke is or, or what sort of swing. Well, he's not like. happy. He, he's not happy with me and Matt Simon because on the last hole, obviously the boys were playing for a little bit of money in the kit for the Ooh. end of the season trip. And, yeah, we might have. Uh, yeah, we might have given him a good chance to to to, to win, and which uh, yeah, which wanted us to beat him. So it was yeah, he wasn't too happy. My teammates, my teammates took a dive on me, guys. Uh, <laughs> this you is know? this is cruel and they, unusual behaviour. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick, they, um, Nick, can I just jump in and ask a question? Um, uh, Pakura and I have been telling Richard that from day one when we uh, got an, a, a, an, a, an opportunity to talk to you, uh, you showed us uh, and you gave us uh, enormous uh, time. You gave us uh, an opportunity to cover as many topics as, as we could uh, muster. And we were thrilled with the first interview, but y- y- you've done a number of interviews with us now, and we're, we're more than fans of Nick Montgomery we now are almost like preachers. We're saying to people, now listen, uh, you don't create uh, a, a group like that and you don't grab uh, that energy without someone uh, instilling in them the special qualities. And Richard jumped in straight away and said, yeah, he's a Leeds boy. He's a Leeds boy. <laughs> so what does it mean for you to look across the, the, the other end of the world, Leeds on on tenterhooks, they've got to beat Spurs, and that's possible because they're playing they're playing at home, and Spurs are my team, and they're a rabble at the moment. Um, and you are on the cusp now. Next week at Combank, you've got you've got an army. Uh, it's a yellow and blue army and a convoy that I'm I'm led to believe. The only thing missing is is uh, Meghan and Harry, uh, who aren't coming down <laughs> for a royal visit, but. Um, that should fill you with enormous pride, eh? Yeah, it does. And, and look, football is, is a big part of my life. It always has been so. Following, you know, Sheffield United, my old club back in the Premier League and, and seeing Leeds, you know, unfortunately on the cusp of relegation if they don't get some results. But that's football. You know, they'll, they'll bounce back. And, you know, I grew up in Leeds, like Rich here as well. And we know how much it means to, <laughs> to the city and the town and, and what a fantastic club it is. But, you know, that's football. You know, and 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 yeah, it's um, you know, we, we what we what we're doing here is, you know, we're on the uh, obviously 
a week before a grand final and yeah, we know we've got a lot of support a lot of fans and and it's going to be a fantastic occasion. So right now we're just, yeah, we're just looking forward to to what an occasion it's going to be in in two weeks' time down at the Combank Stadium against you know the the, the biggest club in the league in in Melbourne City. So yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great spectacle and can't be more proud of of the, the the team and the club and the fans and everybody involved and associated with the club. Have you got the boys back on the paddock uh, this weekend? Have you got have you got a game organised? No, we're just internal. We're just playing internal. We we train hard anyway, so you know nothing's really going to change. We'll just train all the way through, and and yeah, we'll prepare for for the game next weekend. So yeah, not not much is changing, and and yeah, we'll we'll make sure that we're prepared to come third of June. Uh, Jason, is he any good? I, I know he's a penalty taker and occasionally he does the panenka, um, but uh, how's his golf swing? Oh. Uh, <laughs> not as good as we would have expected. We've got some good golfers, but. We got some good golfers, but yeah, Jason was his usual self, and you know, just just so laughing who, and joking. And so, who was the standout golfer, other than Richard, of course? Oh. Well, other than Rich, we Sammy Silvera, Harry Steele. Um, oh, yeah, we got we got a couple of good golfers that, that yeah, I think they get oh. out quite a lot and spend a lot of time together as well, which is which is a good thing because you know the culture that we have. A lot of the boys uh, spend time together, whether it's golfing, having a coffee, eating out, and and that's obviously what makes the club special as well. Uh, Pakur's got something for you, uh, Coach. I've just got to ask, Nick, now, obviously, you guys obviously playing the grand final a little bit, but something obviously pretty incredible happened last night. Not incredible, but pretty cool. Garen Cole scoring his first goal in Scotland. What were your thoughts and how happy are you for him? Oh, really happy for him. You know, obviously, he had all this exposure and media attention, signs for Newcastle United, but he's still a kid. You know, He's a young kid. He went over there and he's he goes to a club like Hearts where yeah it's it's not easy you know the SPL is a tough league and found himself sort of struggling and and struggling to settle more than anything you know you forget he's a 17 year old kid that lived with his mum and and young family and all of a sudden he's you know he's, he's in Europe and and all eyes are on him so now nah, I'm really happy for him to to get his first goal and equaliser against Rangers you know at Rangers at Ibrox that's a, a massive Fantastic, moment for man. him and hopefully yeah. now. Hopefully now that can kickstart him and, and, you know, the season's nearly finished, but he's got a big future. He's just going to just take time for him to settle and, uh, yeah, we hope he kicks on next season. Uh, FNR program, uh, our special guests, Richard Peel, the chair of uh, Central Coast Mariners, and the man who's jumped in the car with him is the coach, of course, the manager of the club, uh, namely Nick Montgomery, who's just been uh, amazing. Can you take us back five minutes before the end of full-time last week and uh, you know you've got it in the bag, but you, you also know that the game can throw up, uh, you know, awkward things. What what were you thinking to yourself the last few minutes? Can you take us back and and and, and play those minutes for us? Yeah, look, were we, you trying, we knew that were we you had trying to advantage. keep? Were you trying to keep <laughs> calm? Yeah, look, we knew we had an advantage going into the game. You know, it's not easy going to Adelaide and, and winning, which we'd done, you know, twice in the space of two weeks. So. We just sort of needed that first goal, and I think when Sammy Silvera pops up with the first goal, it, it really did put us in cruise control. And yeah, towards you know, the last few minutes, I was looking around at the stadium, just knowing that you know we'd achieved what we set out to at the start of the season, and that was to get to the grand final. And and uh, yeah, just looking at the atmosphere and the fans, and and you know, a club that had just been totally galvanised, and yeah, just seeing the, the joy on everybody's face and anticipating that final whistle. And it went when it went off, I think that the whole roof came off the stadium. <laughs> it was a, an amazing moment and emotional for quite a few of the boys, as you saw. And yeah, to get to the grand final, 
you know, some players never get there in the whole career. Some coaches never get there. So it's it's, it's a monumental moment and one that we savoured afterwards. But we also know the job's not done. So it's uh, yeah, full steam ahead for, for the final. Now, Nick, I've just got to ask. <laughs> when, like one of my favourite things, favourite videos on on the internet is... Jose Mourinho sprinting uh, to Roma after they've... I can't believe... I can't remember what game they won. Nick, if Central Coast are able to get the win in the grand final, are we going to see you do a sprint down the line <laughs> to the fans? Are we going to see Just that? Just don't do a hammy. Yeah, are we, are we seeing the hands raised? What's the... Have you got a celebration that you would go to? Look, I, Tell her, tell her nothing. Honest, tell her nothing. Uh, be, uh, Nick, don't tell her anything. She's going to have to watch. She's going to have to watch. If anybody follow anybody's followed this season they saw that um you know i got a i got sent from the technical area once for throwing my arms up and, and that meant i got sent from the technical area for a second yellow card which cut me out of the ruling for any awards this season so yeah i'll definitely won't be running out of the, <laughs> the dugout i'll probably get banned for six months in australia so yeah i'll have to i'll have to behave for sure Oh no! Listen, uh, listen. It's it's fantastic to to be able to reflect on those final few minutes. Uh, the club has done a marvelous job to get twenty thousand. Uh, was it? You see, we watched it on television. Uh, was it as electric as people are saying? Yeah, it was. It was honestly just feel the anticipation, and everybody was just buzzing around the around the ground, and and you know, seeing the photographs after of the streets packed and the fans marching to the game. It, yeah, it was a spectacular occasion. But you just. You know, you just feel it when when you go out on the pitch. You just feel it—the tension in the air and and the buzz. And it, yeah, it really was a special night. And I think it's a night that them twenty thousand will never forget, no matter what happens for the for the rest of their lives. They'll always remember being there that night, the night that the the, the little Mariners, you know, get to the grand final ten years after uh, the last got there. Richard so. Richard Peel said to us that the the game you played against uh, Melbourne City a few weeks back was one of the uh, best games of the season. That uh, that uh, that uh, is about right. It, that game could have been anything. The scoreline did not reflect the quality of the match, did it? No, everybody says that that was the best game they've probably seen in the A League in terms of a spectacle and and two very very good teams going at each other. You know, attacking football, good players on on show, young players, energy, and and yeah. I'll, when you watch back after the game, I, I must agree. You know, it could have been. Four all. It could have been four three to us. You know, I felt we should have could have won the game. You know, we had a couple of point blank chances towards the end. But yeah, when you look at the quality of the game and and yeah, the, the speed of the game, it was really really high level. And you know, everybody said the same thing. So uh, I, I want to correct you on that, George. I said it was the best game I've seen in recent memory. I think it was an absolute <laughs> bloody fantastic game. Um, you know that you're underselling it, George. I'm underselling it. I love I that. I think stuff. you are, and, and, oh. and I will tell you this: I, Go on, I actually Richard. believe it. Well, I think it probably put an extra four or five thousand people in the stadium last weekend because I, I, and I'm not making this up. After that Melbourne City game, you could be sitting in cafes <clears> the whole following week, and you would hear conversations at the adjoining tables, people talking about, "Did you go to the Mariners? How good was the game? Like it was, it was." Uh, I think it added a lot, probably 5,000 people to last week. Well, um, and that's, like I said to you before, guys, that's... that's well, that's a credit, one, that's a credit to the organisation and to everything you well, guys have instilled from day one. Well, the one thing I said to you at the start was the, my contribution 
to the quality of football and that that we're doing was giving Monty full autonomy, Monty yep. and Serge full autonomy to make the decisions on everything football. And um, I think when I see games like that, when when I see the games about you know the, the when we, when we beat uh, Adelaide four four one in Adelaide, you know they that is top class, top shelf football for anywhere in the world. And um, that's why I continually say that. Monty and Serge are on borrowed time in in the A League. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, uh, you, know you are right. You are right in one other regard too, uh, Richard and uh, Nick. Uh, I hope you're still there because I think that game in Adelaide uh, was a statement for the season. That was remarkable. Very few teams go to Adelaide. In fact, in fact, very few teams go away from home and announce themselves in the fashion that you did. Uh, that was an amazing contest, and you had the full crowd uh, at Cooper Stadium uh, packed in, expecting the Reds to win, and you took it to them and you belted them. And that's one of the best teams in the competition. So you know, credit credit where credit's due. It was a sparkling contest with some cracking goals. Yeah, look, we knew going into that game, the pressure on the game was us, Adelaide, and West Sydney. We needed to win the game, and, and yep. look, the boys have. Whenever I've asked them to, to make a statement, they have, and, and again, I think that was the biggest statement we made all season because nobody expected us to go there and and, and beat Adelaide, let alone turn them over like we did. And, and obviously, Wanderers were away at Melbourne City, and yeah, it was two games at the same time, and, and yeah, we needed to win the game, and, and that's the pressure I put on the players, and you know that that's. That's the way that we are, and, and you know we knew what was on the game. So for the boys to perform the way they did, that was testament to them, and and you know to book us that second spot, Asian Cup spot, and and you know through to the automatic semi final was just rewards for you know the the effort over the season, and um, yeah that that was a special night and and one that we you know we really did make a statement that we're coming and we're going to get to the grand final and we're going to try and win it. That's the other thing we should not forget, the fantastic impact you've made by finishing second. You are automatically in Asia. Yeah, it's a massive achievement for the club. When I, when I came over 10 years ago as a player, you know, to play in that Asian competition was a great experience and exposure, not only for the club, for the players, for the country. So to get back in that again and, and represent the Mariners, you know, in, in Asia is, is amazing. Well, you've got work to do, gentlemen. You've got uh, another week to get through. Uh, good luck on the weekend uh, with all the festivities. Uh, once again, congratulations to the sponsors uh, and to everyone else involved in the club, all the volunteers too, Richard. I'm sure from your perspective, you'd be thrilled to bits to be able to say to everybody associated with the club that, hey, it's been one heck of a journey but as Nick keep reminding us, uh, you've still got unfinished business. You've got a grand final, Combank Stadium, and as you touched on very early on, the convoy is coming, the blue and yellow army is gathering, uh, and, it could, and it will be a most memorable grand final. We wish you every success. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All the best. Talk, talk after the grand final. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Richard Richard Peel and uh, Nick Montgomery joining us. Um, Nick un- unexpectedly just jumped in the got car. A, a welcome surprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've just had a big golfing day and, and apparently Nick was very keen to tell us just uh, how the boys had gathered. Are you good at golf, George? I used to play an awful lot of golf. Yeah. But um, what happens as you get older? <laughs> 
your body your body gets injured more yeah, often and you have to I need to be in a good group. Yeah, okay. If I'd had a half a dozen of these guys take me around play golf, yeah, you sort of lift yourself for that contest. But no, playing yeah. I'm a shocker. I'm absolutely sorry. My friend, but if you want to come and play a round of golf. No, my one of my one of my great friends is really, really great at golf. She's fantastic. Well, you can keep leave her at home. Yeah, she was great. I'm horrible. Don't ever take me. I'll hit a tree. We're all finished. I'll take everybody out. No, that's why they put trees nah, in there. Nope, nope. I'm out, George. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. Because from Pong, as usual, has been my co host at FNR. Uh we've had been we've been uh, we had hoped to bring you another interview. But uh, again, uh, there's been um, uh, an emergency and um, uh, a loss in the family, and our our sympathies go out to the family. Um, we hope to bring you that interview when we can. Uh, our condolences and sympathies to our special guest who was going to join us, and it, and it, and it was Benita Mercedes from um, from Sydney. But they've had a, uh, a tragedy in the family, unfortunately, and lost a precious member. And our thoughts and condolences to her family and, and those people that know the young man involved. Uh, terrible, terrible to lose anyone at any time. But um, in the middle of the, of the year, the, the sorts of thing you don't want to hear. Uh, once again, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Pakur, until next week, we've got some work to do. But, hey... We've got, an inter- we've got a grand final coming up. We do. I'm very excited. All the best. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR.